episode ready to go They're gonna talk about the good and the trash and anything in between Cherishing make-believe, get ready for Halloween, it's the horror show I know you miss those guys, tune in and find out what's on their list tonight They butcher and dissect, take apart and mutilate Listen to your two favorite brainiacs communicate It's the horror show Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Horror Show. Show dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers all of your favorite and not-so-favorite horror movies and other cult classics. I'm Sean. I'm Joe. Hello, Joe. What's going on? Nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. We're coming off of a live show week. Another great live show in the books. We did Willow Creek. Yeah. The live show is great, though. The uh, movie still stinks, brother. Hey, yeah, you know, I really was hopeful that we could have one of those horror show. Wow, look at this. This movie's actually kind of fun. That that should be in talks of, like, one of the worst horror movies. Because nothing happens. Like, I, I would take a lot of things over that. It was just talking. Or silence. For sure, which is, I'll be fair, I'll be fair. It makes me appreciate the movie that we're about to talk about today way more. Something and you did not like. You did not like. Something I, something I did not like. Yes, something I did not like. How do you feel now? Something I do not like. <laughs> <laughs> but no, okay, so actually, fun, fun fact, I watched this, I watched this, and I watched it during the day, and like I was doing stuff, and I was still like, you know what, this is boring blah blah blah. and then for some reason i was like i'm gonna give this a proper watch like a a setting by myself alone at night in the dark still didn't like it but it was a little bit better it was a little bit better that's that's how it should be watched and i do think that it again i appreciate it more after watching movies like willow creek and i do think when you look at all the movies that it spawned that that whole genre boom it's way better made than 90% of them. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I, I agree with that. And I, you know, I'm joking. I don't love the movie. I'm not going to say I love it. I'm not going to come around on it, but it's better than I remember. And I do think they did a really good job creating it. Like it was more believable than a lot of ones that I've seen. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I do have some other thoughts on that though. What I want to do though is so we did the live show. So thanks you all for coming out to that. Joe's doing a lot of cool stuff on Patreon too. So before we get into the movie, there was just a couple things I want to talk about. And that was one of them. Uh people loving your your insight. Yeah, uh, thanks everyone that's checked it out and given me feedback. I uh, just kind of fucking around. I want to put out more for Patreon. So we've talked about the cult challenges and I'm trying to get a video recap of the cult movies that i watch each week so actually at the time of recording this on thir- on wednesday the next one will be out tomorrow on thursday so try to do it every thursday that's that's a that's a sick 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 move i love it and i i, I am going to keep up with them and try and get the audio versions also released cool. so i gotta catch up on i think one or two i, I know i released one as an audio so that way you can also listen to them but joe does have some cool like graphics and shit that he he edits into there so we did that promote that and we got another thing to promote our new t-shirt yes 
IHateHorror.com slash pre-order. Get our new we'll scooping them up fast. The ultimate killing machine shirt that that has been a thing since our th- the thing episode. So go, head on over there. We have we're shipping to the UK, Australia, and Canada, but the shipping rates are fucking nuts. I I, I am sorry, everyone. That <laughs> I I don't know how anything is sent anymore. It's fucking psychotic. It's like $25, $26 or something like that to like Canada or or UK, one of them. This is insane. It's fucking nuts. So we did our best on the price and the price of the shipping. We tried to keep it low for you guys. So head on over there and enjoy that merch because I think this is a cool ass design. It's great. It's really awesome. And that artist, I got to shout him out. I got to get his information. He he's awesome. And I found this image. I think I talked about it before. I like Google, sir, I was Googling Brimley and this fucking thing came up and I was like, get the fuck out of here. I was like, this is nuts. And dude works for like Lego. He's like a designer at Lego. And he just like makes these weird things on the, in his free time. And he was like, anytime you want anything, I'll do it for you guys. Yeah. Thank you. And I was like, oh fuck. So might have to reach out to him to do a whole fucking set of these things. Who would we do next? Fucking, uh... Bobcat, Bobcat and Coldplate. <laughs> yeah, I would do that. I would do that. I would do Castle Freak. Oh, alright. But he's gotta, like, somehow make the butt shown with no butthole. Yeah, or the, the fucking vagina version. Oh, um, dueling versions. <laughs> you can either buy the sewn-up butthole or the sewn-up vagina one. The vagina wasn't sewn up though. It was no, because monstrous. Yeah, <laughs> it is very large. <laughs> very large labia major majoras. Yeah, definitely. I know anatomy. All right, so that's that. That's our house cleaning for today. What else do I have here? Oh, so I asked you. Okay, so we just talked about Willow Creek. How does it stack up to that? My second question: As someone who lives in a haunted house. How does this movie impact? Uh, you know, just leave. We, we say it, we say it like, well, this one is a pretty about bad it. offender. A very bad offender, <laughs> which like, all right. I, I am on board with, if you, if strange things are happening and you set up a camera and then you notice like things moving or like a door opening and shutting, I'd be like, that's weird. Right. That's weird. Doesn't mean that there's a ghost or whatever. Once the voices start coming in and once. Once your significant other is sleepwalking and screaming at the top of your lungs, stop, get the fuck out. I mean, you have, you have, so here, here was one thing that, and as usual, I don't even know why we say this. We'll talk about it later, but, uh, (laughs) that should be another shirt. We'll talk. Well, we're going to talk about this anyway later, but, and then, uh, but. I don't even know what I was going to say now. Fuck. I derailed my own thought. Uh, fuck. I was, I was thinking about. Talk about them leaving, staying, staying, staying and leaving. Oh man. We'll get to it. Whatever. (laughs) We'll figure it out. I totally lost my fucking train of thought on that. That pisses me off. Yeah. So they, it was a pretty bad. I would say that was one of the, the worst things about this movie. 
but it did it birthed a pretty healthy franchise and I did not realize this. It is the where is it? It is the most profitable film of all time. Of all time? Surpassing the Blair Witch Project. It directly led to found footage, that boom that you were talking about with like Last Exorcism. I mean, everything came out during that period. VHS and all that shit. But Blair Witch originally held it. This got it. This won it. Their production cost was 15,000. They did do some post-production after the fact. What that's for, by the way, is the end. And that was 200. It was an additional 215,000 for that last scene, for the final scene of the movie, which is an, that, that's my second gripe with the movie. Completely unfucking necessary ending. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about, man, these Wait, so what, found Which ending did you watch? Because there's, there's multiple. Uh, the one where she's like crawling around, sniffing him and shit. And then it says the, her whereabouts are unknown. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That was like the official, like the official major theatrical release ending. Yeah. But there are, uh, I don't like that. No, that ending is a doo-doo and it, 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 it is, but it's to say this though, I don't like that ending. It's not the worst. But these found footage movies, they have such a hard time wrapping themselves up. They don't know what to fucking do with themselves. And, right, because it's found footage. So right. like, you have to kind of make it believable that somebody would find this footage and yeah. play all that back. But like, you know, just, I mean, I don't, uh, were you, you, you ended up becoming a Blair Witch fan, right? After our last I did. watch. I did. Yep. Gotta give Blair Witch credit. They just kind of, they kind of nailed the whole thing. I think they deserve the honor of being like the found footage movie, you know, because yeah. the camera dropping, that's, that's a, more, that's a staring great at a wall. ending. Yeah. That's a great ending. Like you're wrapping up a found footage movie like that. I'm fine with that. These other ones, they want to, they want to do a little too much. They want to do a little too much. Her crawling and growling at the can. Come on, what are we doing? What the fuck are we doing? It'd be a fucking international manhunt for her. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Who I believe she shows back up in the second movie, but it. How many movies did this spawn? I, I've watched all of them. Four or five. Two, three, four. The fifth installment, the marked ones, and the just came out, sixth right? installment, Ghost Dimension. Jesus Christ. And a seventh mainline install. Those two are like spinoffs. And then Next of Kin. Which I liked. I did like that one. I, I liked them all. I like them and I don't like them. I, my favorite one's the one with the Connect. They use the Xbox Connect. I can't imagine what they got paid to use that for because you saw all the dots on it and shit. Yeah, Microsoft, yeah. Yeah. And then there's one. I see now I have to I have to watch them all now. This is the curse of this show. I watch something like this and then I'm like, well, now I have to watch them all because I don't remember which ones are which. And I remember there's one where there's like witches outside. Do you remember that one? No, oh. I don't. I, I've, I actually think I've only seen this one and part three and oh. that's all I really 
care to watch even well, after re- revisiting I'm, this. You're going to see all of them on Plex very soon. So <laughs> by, by tomorrow morning, they'll all be there for you. Yeah, I, I was always a fan of these. Rewatching this, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't... I don't know. It's still effective. I scared the shit out of myself tonight. I worked out and I was coming up the stairs and I turned the lights off early as I was coming up and I heard like one like hit on the wood behind me and I was like, well, obviously there's a demon behind me. (laughs) And did I sneak through the door very quickly and close the door right behind me? I did. Because I was fucking petrified. The effect, the effect of the paranormal activity. (laughs) It works in some ways. It does work in some ways. Directed by Oren Pelly, who doesn't do a lot of directing. He does Area 51 in 2015. And besides that, just produces movies. And he, but he picked the right ones. Well, I was going to say Lords of Salem. I wouldn't lump that into the right ones, but produces all the paranormal activities and the Insidious franchise. Listen, he did this and now he done, never has to work again. Ever so again. He, He's got a you know, franchise props, under his belt. Props to him. He both produce, of them. Sit back. Yeah. Both of them. And then guess what? In 10 years, they're going to remake them all. He's going to get more money. He's going to get quadruple exactly. money. Exactly. <laughs> Guy he doesn't is have to do a damn life. thing. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, the key business model right there to emulate. It's so fucking good. I, I, nobody's, I, nobody's, like, he, he's not tarnishing his legacy by putting out duds. Like He's just sitting back. People have fond memories of this. And that's it. That's the funny part about being a producer is like <clears throat> people just shame the directors. <laughs> a movie flops and they're like, this fucking director's an asshole. The producer exactly. who's like pitching a part three because he doesn't give a, f- it's just another check in the fucking mail. It's like, oh yeah, fuck that guy. That guy ruined my legacy or something. Uh, yeah, he, uh, he also produced and wrote the Chernobyl diaries, which was a movie I kind of fucked with, but I love, I love the Chernobyl. Like that was found footage, right? The Chernobyl yes. diaries. Yeah, yeah. I remember it wasn't great, but it was nah. interesting. And I liked the concept of like Chernobyl, like being in Chernobyl. Cause I had seen, you probably saw it too. It was kind of like one of those early internet things. That person that went into Chernobyl and had just took pictures of everything and like brought a Geiger the abandoned, counter. The yeah. abandoned playgrounds and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And like had the Geiger counter. And I don't know, that guy might be dead now, by the way. But For sure died of radiation poisoning. Because <laughs> he was deep in there and it was wild. And he took some like interesting photos. And so that always captured my imagination. So I, I always dug that idea. But anyway, hey, fun fact about Geiger counters. One time the town of Cheshire made me and Paul clean out a bomb shelter and we found we found the Geiger counter and then we were like, should we like report this? And they're like, no, just throw it out. And we didn't even give us gloves. So we just had a bare hand Geiger counter, throw it in the public dumpster. <laughs> That's fucking nuts, by the way. <laughs> Finding a Geiger counter is crazy. Crazy in a bomb shelter. <laughs> Yeah, that should probably have been, like, investigated. No doubt. Do you... Should we talk about the endings at the end or now? The other endings? I mean, the the end would probably make sense, right? Yeah, okay, we can do that. <laughs> I do want to say, much like Hell House, 
a movie like this is kind of a one and done. And, and which it's ironic I'm saying that because I said I enjoyed it a little bit more, but I don't know how you can so many I know I know personally so many people that saw this in theaters and bought into the whole gimmick of this could be real. Yeah. And after seeing this and knowing there's 25 sequels, I don't know how effective it is. The, I don't know how effective these movies are for a rewatch. Rewatch for sure not, especially years after. But one thing, they did not have a credits. They did not have credits at the end of this fucking right. movie, which is wild. And I fucking loved it. I thought that was fucking amazing. If you were going to present it, they get a lot of points on my rubric. My found footage Rubik, which by the way, are, I don't think we could do found footage again next year. Thank God. <laughs> these, these are great. Maybe like a week where we do like, we just watch like three of them and talk about them all. You know what I mean? Like no okay. notes. Yeah. You know, watch like three found footage movies, talk about them in one week. I'm f- we should do that format. For, I yeah. I, I, I'm on board with that because talking about a movie and I said this at the beginning of Found Footage February this year, talking about a movie like this where a man is sleeping next to his wife for 90% of it and then waking up being like, what happened last night? And then watching themselves sleep. <laughs> and talking Not the themselves best out of. And, and it also like takes away from our viewing experience when you're watching it that way because you're like trying to grasp onto notes and then you're like writing these things down and you're like, this is the most idiotic thing. I've ever heard like, no, they review the footage and a ghost comes in and slams doors and yanks her out of the bed. And they're like, well, I don't know if we should leave the house just yet. And you're like, what the fuck am I writing down? Like, what am I writing? Dude, honestly, (laughs) that point. And then, you know, I'm getting sour on this movie again, that point and putting down powder to see if, see if a ghost leaves footprints. Which then it does, and then the girl's like, hey, ghosts don't leave footprints. This one wanted to. Fuck you. What are you talking about? What does it mean? It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. They, Why would the ghost do that? They, <laughs> it could just let itself be known, which is it's doing. Yeah. And, you know, another movie, we talked about this during the Willow Creek live show, another movie with no script, all improv. Okay. Letting two actors that got paid $500 each improv, not going to be the best for sure outcome. <laughs> I don't think they did that bad though. I, I really don't think they did too, too bad there. I, I think they were fine. Yeah. As actors. Yeah. I have a bunch of other notes here, different things, but they, they, they had a lot of interesting, they, they, they had a long, interesting process of like getting this to theaters where they were showing it. Studios had interest. DreamWorks was like, we're buying the rights and we're going to remake it instantly. They weren't even going to release the movie that we watch that we know as paranormal activity. That was going to be scrapped and they were going to just remake it. Big, big budget. Yeah. Hollywood. Yeah. But what happened is they ended up showing it at a screening in 2007. Yeah. And people started walking out and they were like, oh, fuck, like our movie just fucking bombed. Like they're going to remake this. And then it turned out they were terrified. Where are they screening these movies where this shit happens? Listen, we're both professional wrestling fans. Like this is, this is a gimmick, right? Like when, (laughs) 
we've paid we're 40 horror. people to be like, oh, I can't. I you threw did, that's, up. That's it. Those, the, how many fucking turds have had previews? It's like scariest movie ever. And you see somebody screaming their fucking face off into their the night, the the night vision camera. Yeah, the uh, night vision. Uh, ah. <laughs> like throwing popcorn. <laughs> like, they've, like, like they've never been startled before in their life. It's fucking 2024. Like you still see trailers like that. That that person is paid. That is a paid actor. We're being lied to. They are. Uh, and it, it is, it is such a weird, it, you, like the, uh, the, uh, what was it? Terrified, terrified, terrifier, terrifier, where they're like, people are vomiting all over theaters across. Okay. We're sure about that. Although that scene was kind of fucking insane. For sure. I'm sure some people might get queasy. But no one but like also that. No one goes, went into go, that. Why are you going to a horror movie? <laughs> but dude, if you're like that susceptible to barfing. Because that was before like the wide release of the movie. So like if you were going to Terrifier, you knew exactly what you were fucking saying. No one was fucking vomiting. No offense, bloody disgusting. We love you, but uh, come on. Barfing. Theaters. I would argue nobody's barfed at a horror movie since like 1955. <laughs> when, uh, when people started realizing that it is just a horror movie. You know? <laughs> since, since they used the like fucking sprayed chemicals in people's face for like fart vision. <laughs> smell a vision yeah, it was just fucking toxic chemicals they just fucking threw up <laughs> all over the seats that was probably the last legitimate time <laughs> the tingler they're just stabbing people in the ass with fucking <laughs> insane yeah people were probably throwing up that those might be legitimate <laughs> they were medical concerns everyone was fucking poisoned do you think about what was in that shit that they were spraying in the theater? Do, oh, it's all asbestos. <laughs> Vincent Price is just spraying asbestos into the theaters. Just, ooh, the smell of asbestos. Smell-o-vision. Um, remember when John Waters? I was just talking about this with uh with Mike. John Waters tried to do odor vision for polyester. Could you imagine? imagine that shit? <laughs> <laughs> fucking disgusting. So fucking disgusting. What a movie what, to choose. Dude, what, what like production company would okay that? John Waters like, what if I stuck my finger up my ass and then was able to transfer that to the audience? <laughs> <laughs> That's nuts, dude. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, yeah, interesting, interesting way for this, what paved the way to get this here. Also, like one of the first viral marketing campaigns, they had to get a mil one million demands on eventful.com to get it released in theaters. And it did. It just got like super hyped. They were showing it at like colleges and stuff and little towns and just built up a lot of hype. So eventful has been around for a minute, huh? Is it still a thing? I think so. Eventful. Is it still that? You just fucking vote? Maybe not. Maybe I think of maybe <laughs> thinking of something else. That sounds like some weird thing back in the day. Anyway, all right, let's take a quick break and we will be back with paranormal activity. All right. 
Paranormal Activity opens with Paramount Pictures would like to thank the families of I always I wrote down the way to say his name Mika right yeah mm-hmm. Mika Mika Sloat they couldn't pick any other fucking names for these fucking people. <laughs> this is fucking Mika Sloat and Katie Featherston by the way I think these are their real names right that is their real name I was gonna say that was <laughs> Nightmare, just change it. Which, well, no, I, I like that for the believability. Aspect. Well, that's true. Because if you were to look up, hey, what's this actor's name? And you see it's the same. It but helps you, the cause. It does. It does. You're right. But like, also, Katie Featherston looks like the fakest name. I, I honestly always read it as Featherstone, and I'm just like, a fucking James Bond ass fucking lady, lady of the night. Paramount would like to thank the families of Mika Sloat and Katie Featherston and the San Diego Police Department. Good intro. Why these are being compiled is not really explained. Mm. But maybe it doesn't need to be. I don't know. I guess you don't have to go the documentary route. You could just be like, this is the scariest shit we've ever seen. And we're just going to present it to you. No, you know... You know what? An- another point deducted. That's why are it's you a deduction. This to yeah, us? like you just, that's a deduction. You've just like, just taking footage, fo- fucking whole movie just, footage, and stringing it together. I, like, yeah. Honestly, you just saying that honestly it just pissed me off. Like, <laughs> no, I was actually proud of myself for coming around. Coming around a little bit. What? Go the documentary. It's a found footage. You have to at least put something there. Like, I I like the thank you, but like, also you could just be like, this is footage that was found, recovered from the scene of a crime. We've put it together to tell the story of what happened over the course of whatever, how many days, Anything. one month. Anything other than this. Can I just say also, when this movie came out, I saw it in theaters and like at that point in time, this was pre-horror show. I was gung ho about everything. I, I didn't look at anything with a critical eye, and I did not like. I did not like the movie. And I remember telling people that, and they're like, "You just don't like popular things. You're just pretending to be a badass." That's an actual thing that somebody said to me from Eastern Connecticut. <laughs> yeah, no, I. I mean, I think even at the time, like I look. This is what I've. I, I and I think I've said this adamantly on the show. I am a fan of gimmicks. You give me a gimmick. I don't give a fuck. I know that it's not good. I know that a gimmick match in pro wrestling, it's not a good fucking match, but I f- I'm going to, I love it. Give me a Punjabi prison match. Get out. Hey, now we're talking. Put this, put this shit in a Punjabi prison. <laughs> Dude, give me an Al Snow. What was that one called? Where <laughs> the dog, the dog, Fuck. Al Snow had the dog. It was like a dog, the dog jail match. <laughs> there was like a cage and then a cage around the cage, and there were loose dogs. <laughs> and it was him versus Big Boss Man. And the dogs the kennel were just from sh- hell. Kennel kennel from hell. hell. And the dogs were just shitting and Dude, pissing did all big, over the fucking. Bo- <laughs> big Boss Man f- feed him his dog, Scott yes, Dinnerman yes, style. Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I forget the dog's name. I forget the dog's name. Uh, it's, it's such a stupid little name. It was a little chihuahua. 
kennel from hell. <laughs> and like the, the cameras just had to keep cutting because it would just cut to a dog that was just pissing and shitting in fear because there was like a hundred thousand fans screaming. And then imagine you're in the arena and like you're watching the jumbotron and then it just like cuts to a dog pissing and shit. You know the crowd's probably like losing their fucking mind even more. <laughs> like fucking nightmare. Fucking nightmare. Oh man. Yeah, pe- people that don't like our tangents are gonna love this one. And then I'd much rather talk about the camel from hell, to be honest with you. The dog's name was Pepper, by the Pepper, way. Pepper, yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah maybe we should I'll review st- the kennel st- from hell match we should watch it with live commentary live commentary oh patreon special let's do it yeah let's yeah, do it. yeah watch the kennel from hell i'm all for that listen al snow i i know everyone focuses on dx having kids scream suck it but having Dude, having we kids ask, saying what does everybody want head in front of their like do you know how many times i said that in front of my mom <laughs> like not thinking about it until you're an adult but, like if my kids said that to me i'd be like what the fuck did you just say dude i had the i had the uh, i bought i i was one of the idiots that made my mom buy a 25 dollar foam mannequin head that you could get for like 99 cents <laughs> a fucking hairdressing store <laughs> what does everybody need what does everybody want <laughs> that's fucking nuts that is fucking, that's fucking nuts like none of us knew what head was at that time. <laughs> oh my god! So have we gotten into? No, we read the title screen of the movie. So okay. <laughs> well, listen, we're gonna breeze through. It. We gotta fill up. <laughs> if you think our listen, some of these things I'm bringing up are kind of on purpose. That one wasn't. That was all nat. Oh, natural. But you know, we got we got some air to fill here. Um, to our big Valboski segment. Don't, you can't fucking just say shit like that and expect me not to say something. Remember his t shirt, the one that says locked, cocked, and ready to unload, and it's written in cum? <laughs> so that the children. <laughs> Dude, it's written in no cum. Adults on the back of the shirt. No, no adults are wearing it. I still think my favorite angle, like perhaps ever, is when is when the big Valboski is going to get his dick cut off, and he's 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 hanging tied up, and the lights go out, and none other than John Wayne Bobbitt, a man who actually had his dick cut off, <laughs> saves the day. <laughs> that okay? There's a lot wrong with that angle that you can probably you know quickly look at and be like, well, that was kind of fucking weird. That part of it is fucking genius. That's crazy. Sure, sure, sure. John Wayne. Can I, which, the, wait, the, wait, holy wait. shit. Wait, okay, what do you have to say? You go. So, the, honestly, I probably just subconsciously brought up Val Venus, not only because we're talking wrestling, but today, today at work, we, uh, we were playing 80s trivia for like an icebreaker. And uh, my company is based in London. So a lot of questions were, were British oriented. And one of them was, who was Margaret Thatcher? And my coworker asked if that was the woman who chopped off her husband's penis and <laughs> threw it out. <laughs> and I was like, are you asking me if Margaret Thatcher is actually Lorena Bobbitt? Lorena. And she's like, oh yeah, that's the name. Like what? <laughs> who messes, messes that up? 
Okay, this is the last tangent, and then we could get into the movie. Why? Children of the 90s. Why? Well, born in the 80s. In the 90s. Why did we have such a familiarity with John Wayne Bobbitt and Lorena Bobbitt from, like, second, third grade on? Why was that in our lexicon? And, like, we knew we would make jokes about them why is there that song why does that there are song like playground songs relating to Lorena bobbitt chopping off john's wiener why what was happening that and joey buttafuoco <laughs> people being like today's generation it's true like every generation thinks that the next generation is the worst so look at what we're saying this is nuts this is fucking crazy we were just talking about Lorena bobbitt and john wayne bobbitt forever Dude, I honestly, I completely agree. And I'm not the kind of parent that's like uptight about yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. But if Shay came home from school talking about Lorena Bobbitt, I would be genuinely concerned. <laughs> what is what is, what is happening? It's fucking nuts. Yeah. Also in 2024, that doesn't keep in the news cycle for more than a day. Yeah, it's, it's a blurb. Right? It's a blurb. You'll see the last meme of it at the end of the week. And that'll be it for that forever. And... That lasted fucking like 12 years. Cause like even WWE, when they did it, it was like old news. John's wiener was reattached and recovered enough that he could appear at a wrestling match. So it wasn't like new. So it was, it was all anyway. All right. Well, sounds like we need to have a wrestling show on Patreon. I love that this is a movie that's so near and dear to people's hearts. And they're probably so excited for us to finally tackle it. Well, we're getting there. We're getting there. We, and by getting there, I mean, we haven't started. Real. <laughs> September 18th, 2006 is when we open up. We got Katie. We got Mika moving into a new house. Mika has purchased a giant new camera. And at first I'm like, hate it. Bullshit. I call bullshit. Why do you got have this giant new camera? He... I liked one thing I liked positive note here. They immediately are like, there's weird shit happening in the house. And that's why I bought the camera and we're going to film everything and try and catch this shit. It's an insane reason to buy like a $10,000 camera, but sure. Sure. But I liked that. They just started the fucking story. There was no, like we have these cameras and, and then, Oh, wait, it was just like, hey, we're getting these cameras because shit's already gone down. Right. Right. And again, in its defense, when you compare it to a movie like Willow Creek, both those movies, we know their purpose, right? Yes. Right off the bat. Yes. Paranormal activity at least cuts to the chase like immediately. Yes. You know, we used to get to see that there is paranormal activity. Happening. That's actually a great point. Willow Creek, we get to see people talk. About and then in the-, the last seven minutes, we get to see something, which you can say it's the bride of Bigfoot. It's a naked woman, and we don't see a Bigfoot in this entire fucking movie. <laughs> so kudos to Paranormal Activity. I love that Paranormal. I, I would love to see if we could find a an interview with Bobcat being like, yeah, I the the Lost Tapes Jersey Devil movie was my inspiration for this to not show the fucking thing i made a movie about (laughs) 
Yeah, so they jump they jump straight into it. We hear some weird noises. They set up the cameras in the bedrooms. Nothing crazy. And Katie appears to be the one that is making more of the claims that something spiritual is happening because she'll say things like, you believe me, right? And and so she's, we'll find out a little bit more about that. But also they shout out Firewire cables, which I hadn't thought about since they fucking, since I saw this movie. They last about five years. Way to go, Firewire. I don't, I don't remember, even remember those. It was mostly a Mac thing. It was like for media, fast transfers. Anyway, night one, September 18th. This will go on for about a month. It ends, I believe, October 22nd. So night one, September 18th. Starting out with the most terrifying sounds you could ever imagine hearing in your house. Mm-hmm. Again, leave. Yep. Just leave the camera on and go stay at a hotel, yep. right? Absolutely. The next day, they bring in a psychic to the house. The psychic starts asking questions. And this is when they learn that Katie has been experiencing haunting since she was around eight years old and her sister was around five years old. And her, I think her sister plays a role in the sequels also, but she doesn't play a huge role here other than she just shows up randomly. She would see this mass shadowy figure in the walls. And she said her whole life, this happens periodically, she's moved and it's moved along with her. And it'll say her name, it'll talk to her, she'll feel its breath, all of these things. And the psychic is like, listen, I fuck around with ghosts. Ghosts are one thing. They're fucking dead people. This is a fucking demon. (laughs) And I don't want anything to do with this. And I'll be honest, I loved the, I loved not having like a mangle expert in this. No one shows up and is like, this is. Azriel, the demon of you know whatever like they're like it's people that you clown on for being fake psychics and demonologists which we got to talk about that title as related to ufoologist because demonologist demologist demonologist yeah Yeah. we're right ufologist you (laughs) just put the fucking word that you say in front of ologist it's fine ufoologist just get the fuck out of here. It's a demonologist. Demonologist. What the hell out of Anyway. But I like that they did this. And I like that they were, we'll see it later too with the demonologist. You know, they just seem genuinely scared. And they're like, hey, I don't want anything to do with this. I'll give you the name of somebody that can help with demons. But like, I don't want anything to do with this. That kind of build up is always great. I do like that. He's also very curt with Mika because Mika's like, eh. this is what I wanted to say earlier in the movie or in the episode. Mika <laughs> is, is a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mika is a bad, a bad person. I think I, he lies, I think he lies. He goes behind her back. He is like actually a piece of shit. And at the end when he's like, you fucking idiot, like, guy there's a fucking demon in your house and everyone you even know it but you just keep being like maybe we leave out baby powder (laughs) dude and as insane as the baby powder thing is that's all you need you have video evidence you have undeniable proof yeah 
that something is walking around that is not real and leaving fucking footprints. Yes. He's like, maybe we should. She's like, hey, we need to call somebody. He's like, I, I'm a man. I'll take care of this. <laughs> fucking idiot. I hate him. Anyway. And, and so when this psychic comes in, he's like being an asshole to the psychic. And he's like, should I get a Ouija board? And the psychic's like, hey, man, I know you're fucking around, but like, do not do that. This is a fucking demon. <laughs> I'm being fucking serious. Also, how would you deal with getting that information? Do you think? This is a great what if movie, in my opinion. I think to the point of that we've talked about a lot in these movies where it's like, if you saw this on film, it would change your life. Or if you saw this in person, change your life and everything as you know it, right? Yes. I think this is a great one where you're like, oh, fuck. Like, what would you do if you were in this situation? You were hearing all this shit and you were like, I don't know what to do. Call somebody in and they're like, hey, this is a fucking demon. And I'm actually going to give you the number to a doctor who like deals with fucking demons. <laughs> like, I think I mean, I'd, honestly, I'd move out. Be, I think I'd be pissed. Dude. I think that'd be my initial reaction. Are you fucking kidding me? This is what you're telling I me? I just bought this fucking house. Seven oh, percent. Great, great point, dude. What would my dad do? Well, you gotta, you gotta make do, buddy. Seven <laughs> percent interest rate. You're not gonna get better than that in this market. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. One of the biggest found footage tropes, and. Ah, man, I wish I had more time. I, I've been slacking because of work these days, but I wish I had more time to like get deep into some of these things because I, I would have really liked to have made a found footage rubric and kind of talk about that and the tropes because major trope in found footage, the person with the camera begging for sex and filming sex. Yes. It, it ain't a found footage movie until you're like, you want to do something crazy in front of the camera? The woman, of course, being like, absolutely fucking not. <laughs> what are you fucking saying? Just because you bought a camera doesn't mean I'm having sex in front of it. <laughs> and it's in here, too. It's in here. It's, yeah. One of the favorite tropes of found footage. Night three, September 20th. We get doors closing, they're opening, so we're getting a little more action. And they continue filming and Kitty keeps being like, hey, <laughs> I know you love ghosts, but like, this sucks. <laughs> and I'd rather it not happen. Like, cause he's like, how do we draw the ghosts out? Like, can you like talk to the ghosts and tell it to come out? And Kitty's like, hey, you know, what would be great is it if it didn't. That would, that's like what we're aiming for here. We're not aiming to bring it out. So they start doing researches on demons. And of course, Micah, uh, Mika is like, this is, this is the best thing I've ever read. And she's like, ah, I don't think so. I don't think so. This is bad news. Night five, Katie wakes up out of breath. They hear some crashing downstairs. They also get some audio of what appears to be something trying to communicate. So of course, Mika is like, I'm getting a Ouija board. Because he wants to talk. I want it. And they're like, absolutely fucking not. Right. Now, this is the first night where I would be like, I would have probably moved out sooner because I am terrified. 
This would be the night, though. Because, again, you have this footage, you have this film. Night 13, September 30th. Katie wakes up and is like, I hear something. She wakes up Micah. And then there's like a fucking pterodactyl scream. And the entire house fucking shakes. And they go downstairs and the chandelier is swinging. Mm -hmm. That's it. It's time to go. Time to pack up. Time to go. That that would be it. It Really, if I could have stood my ground, like if I was like, I'm hard-nosed, I'm going to stay in this house, that would have been like the, you know what? No. Everything's fine. We got to go. This is not good. After that, Katie starts acting weird, doing some Blair Witch stuff, standing over Mika in bed, getting a little weird. It gets a little spooky here, too. Because she she leaves and then he wakes up and like follows her around and can't find her anywhere and she's outside just sitting in the chair. She doesn't know why she's there, how she got there. And when they come inside, there's a giant bang. Another one. Like this shit is now like happening not when they're sleeping. It's just like they're awake, they're filming it. It's their reality. It's yes. their reality and it's every day. And we're going to take a quick break and we'll get right back with Mike Mika bringing home a Ouija board. Remember when we talked about Ouija boards, like our first run and people were furious about how we were pronouncing it. Oh yeah. I still don't think we were pronouncing it incorrectly. Well, you say Ouija, right? Ouija is. It's Ouija. Ouija. I I think Ouija. Well, I mean, Ouija is the way I grew up saying it Ouija yeah yeah but I think it might be Ouija Ouija board Ouija board Ouija board you don't need to correct that guess what (laughs) it's made by fucking Parker Brothers say it however the fuck you want to say it fucking mass produced sold at Walmart I think you could just say it however the fuck you want it's not a real Ouija board one time when I was teaching (laughs) yeah but one time when I was teaching somebody corrected the instructor there. So we had like, you know, training and instructor came in and said, voila, like, voila. Oh yeah. And the guy's like, it's actually voila. Shut the fuck up. It's just go fuck yourself. Actually voila. Words change. They're just sounds, you know, like, come on, everyone just chill the fuck out. Also, like, I feel like which board is the, if you want to call a Ouija board, it's real name. I feel like which board is the real name. I have nothing to base that on, but let's roll with it. I feel like that's how they call it in Salem. Like when you go up to Salem, it's like which board museum. Hmm. So what a boring museum. Hey, it literally is a bunch of Funko Pops in the front that you could buy. And then you have to buy a $15 ticket to go into a room where there is just like 40 fucking witch boards hanging up on the wall. So yeah, I would agree with you. (laughs) (laughs) Salem's gotten fucking weird. I used to love Salem. It's not my favorite place anymore. I still go. It's commercialized. It's a a fucking scam now. No, it's just a fucking, yeah, it's an entire fucking, it's an entire fucking scam now. I mean, it was always kind of a little bit. The haunted houses were scammy. Now it's everywhere. Now it's just like, hey, pay $45 to go on this tour. And you do it. And it's like some latex masks like thrown on dolls. And you're like, oh, fuck. The fuck did I just do? But you do it for the kids. 
Anyway. So Mika buys a Wii, Ouija board. And when Katie is like, you said you wouldn't buy this. You promised me you wouldn't bring this into our house. He was like, well, you said buy. And I didn't buy it. I borrowed it. I would divorce this guy. Oh, they're not even married. I would fucking break up with this guy instantly. For sure. The, the argument of like, well, you said buy it. I borrowed. Hey, you are a piece of shit. Using that as an explanation. They fight. They storm out of the house. While this happens, we get to see no- hear noises, plants moving. And the Ouija board spells something out before it catches on fire. Uh, listen, everything you've said it a hundred times. Maybe that should be the last straw. If you can kind of there's so many kind of straws. give him some leniency, that's it. That's it. Catches on fire. Caught on fire. Dude, things moving by itself. But here was here's one thing I was thinking about. I think this was the thing I was gonna say at the beginning. Do you think? Let's say this is all real. This is all real. All this footage is real. All these things happened. We found the footage. Whatever. Do you think the, the scientists out there, do you think they're going to look at this and be like, clearly this is fake? We don't know how, so, yes. <clears throat> but like, even if, because like one of my things was like, move out, leave the house, right? Now, the, the thought of moving out of the house is easy, but as we've already been told by Katie, it follows her. It's not about the house. That demon is not in the house. That demon is on Katie. So even if they leave, technically, that demon's going to follow them. Right. So in my head, I was like, what would I do? I would take the footage, go to a fucking hospital so we could like lock her in a safe room where a demon can't like fucking kill her, you know? Yes. And then show people this footage and be like, hey, demons are fucking real. And I have all the evidence. What would so happen? Funny, what would funny happen? you say that. Funny you say that. I was just reading, well, reading and watching YouTube videos on this supposed time travel a case mm-hmm. uh, in the 80s in London. And it baffled many, many people. And ultimately, people are like, uh, ultimately, like the scientists that they brought this to were like, well, it's fake because we can't prove that it's not faked. Right. I mean, they're like, they're like, what we see appears to be real, but we know that nothing like this has ever happened. So it can't be. And that's, that's pretty much what they like deduce it to. I think, I think every single person that would watch this would be critical of it and i think every single person would be like they must have been doing something there's something going on here he just wants to lock her up you know what i mean like he must be doing a prank on her that that was one thing i thought about and i was like man that's i wish they kind of dug into that a little bit because it would it would have helped the believability of it? Yeah, balance out some of that. Like, if you were, like, if, if even if you just, like, had them thinking about that. Like, being like, what can we fucking do? And being like, we should leave. And being like, what are we going to do if we fucking leave? Show this to people? They're just going to, 
tell us we're fucking nuts like or not even nuts they're just gonna tell us we we did all of this great great editing yeah yeah so i don't know that i thought about that and i was like oh man that's like kind of a crazy concept like there's nowhere they could go with this information everyone would like we're like you have undeniable proof and then if you actually saw that you'd be like well clearly magnets jet fuel (laughs) 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 anyway so anyway mika decides to do that powder test and this is his this is his (laughs) this is his like hey i know you want to bring in this demonologist because we clearly have a demon setting shit on fire but what if i just try the powder test first and for whatever reason, she ab- agrees to this, which is funny because after it happens, she's like, I don't even know what that did. She, she's like, I did the powder test. What did that do for us? I, it didn't do anything. We have to bring somebody else in. And it does. They get some dusty ass footprints. So, and also that same night, they, they find out that the attic, the, the door to the attic is open. So they go up it's there. opened. Yeah. And they find a photo of Katie at her childhood house that would have been burned down. Burned down. And the photo is burned up. And it's just sitting there in the insulation. Okay, again. Straw. Straw meat camel's back, baby. Camel's back (laughs) is annihilated at this point. (laughs) Absolutely raw. (laughs) Dude, like, that's the end of it. That's the end of it. That's the end of it. And Mika, though, our, this knight in shining armor he is, he, he, he's like, hey. Because she's like, this is the most fucked thing that's ever happened, ever. And we need, we need, to, we need help. And he's like, hey, why do you want to call this fucking asshole? I got everything under control. You are a piece of shit. Night 18. We're in October, October 5th. We got doors slamming. The demon is just on full display, slamming doors in front of him. He doesn't give a fuck. The following day, they start hearing noises during the day now. Um, and they find one of their hanging pictures has been smashed. And also, there's claw marks through Mika's face. And Mika's concern about this is not, oh, there's a demon. There's there's physical harm being done by an entity. So why do you do why that is to my, my face? face? <laughs> oh, what's a big fucking idea? Why didn't you do it to my idiot girlfriend's face? <laughs> Believing in this stuff. It's so fucking weird. And and Katie is starting to say things like she can feel breathing on her. She's hearing her name again, and she's terrified. And for whatever reason, Mika does not give it like a single fucking shit about this information. He's just like, okay. And they finally call the demonologist. He does not come. His replacement comes. This it, scene pissed me off. Oh, you didn't well. like this scene? No. I because like scene. I got to be honest. Again, that's probably being overly critical, but I thought that actor sucked. I thought he was very clearly not a real person hamming up that he doesn't like being there. 
I can see that. I can see that. I just liked it. I just liked it. I just, you know, I'm here for the bits. The tittles and bits. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So this guy comes in. And I, I'm just, always, I guess I'm just a sucker for somebody coming in and being like, he walks in and is immediately like, I'm not staying here. Like, there's a fucking insane demon here. And I've got, nope, not doing it. And he leaves, which is weird because Mika gets pissed about this. A guy who has been pleading to not bring a demonologist into the house. Is no like, hey, where the fuck you going? And he leaves. Katie's sobbing, begging to leave the house. You know. That night, more knocking. This time, the 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 things moving blankets and playing with her toes. A little, little uh, what's his name? Quentin Tarantino demon. Tarantino. 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 Quentin demon Tarantino. Playing with little Katie's toes. A little freaky. More lights going on and off. We get shadows, wild noises. Katie's saying things like, I can feel it watching me. Next day, Mika's on the internet on a GeoCities webpage and is like, hey, this lady has the same exact story as you. Her house burned down. Everything about your life is the same as this person's. And what, what, you know, wh- how could this be? And how did the demon jump from her to you? That's a, a stretch to make that assumption, but okay. But here we are. Uh, and Mika I, I'm not going to give him credit, but I, I think he is starting to buy into some some of this. But Katie is like, I don't want anything to do with this. This is fucked. I want to leave. Like, whatever. And he's like, what the fuck? And he loses his mind. And he's like, I'm trying to fix your stupid fucking problems. You brought this thing into our house. And ends it with, go hang out with your friend upstairs. Fucking nuts. That's an insane thing to say while this is all happening. And as Katie has tearfully in this movie already been like, I've had to deal with this my whole life. Like, it's fucking awful. Next scene is Katie crying, as you could fucking imagine. We're down to the last two nights October 7th and October 8th. Those are our last two nights. Um, On October 7th, it pulls Katie out of bed, down the fucking hall, slamming doors. How, again, the footage is insane. The footage is fucking insane. And finally, Mika's like, we're not staying here another night. We also see bites on Katie's back. Yes. So. And, but before he leaves... Before they leave, he finds Katie on the floor clutching a crucifix. And he screams, I'm taking care of this right now. He doesn't. I don't even know why he said that. Oh, wait. I do remember why. He, because he burns a crucifix in his fireplace. Ill-advised. When you're dealing with a demon? Yeah. No, no doubt. 
absolutely ill-advised. And then after that, Katie's like, I don't want to leave. I don't want to go. It's better that we stay. I think we'll be okay now. And when she says that, you hear like a little dual voice action there. There's a little demon inside of her. Which brings us to our final night. Did you like, do you like it being a demon or would you have preferred it being just a ghost haunting the house? Uh, So I liked demon until they started doing ghost shit. Cause they were like, okay, yes, I agree with that. So at the beginning, they're like, ghosts are different. Ghosts are people. Ghosts are, you know, things. Demons are just spirits essentially right like they're not they're they're essentially formless but then it has footprints it has shadows probably should have been a ghost if you wanted to include that stuff yes in my opinion you know i'm sure somebody can tell me that demons are whatever but the way they're setting it up is it's like demons are different kind of just like this more of this like amorphous spirit type thing it's the way i read it but yeah no i i think the shit that they were doing was very much more ghost-like turning on the lights to like walk down the hall to your bedroom you think a demon's why would a demon do that i don't know why any entity would do that (laughs) but at least like a ghost you know they're like they're like oh my old life flick open a light switch i guess so but like again they're not doing that. Can't see. <laughs> <laughs> they just want a demon. Certainly isn't though. A demon certainly is not. Well, unless you just want to waste your el- electric bill. They're one of those kind. The most dastardly of the demons. dastardly demon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna make them suffer financially. Although I'm pretty sure the demon always like turns them off at the end of the night. <laughs> I don't know if just, it's ever just trying out. to help. Yeah. yeah, I always turn it off before I go back to hell. <laughs> your dad would love this demon. I feel like if you showed your dad this footage, he'd be like, well, he turns the lights off more than you. <laughs> At least he's considerate. Yeah. So that's, that's where I stand. You have, do you have a thought on that matter? I would have, it's pretty much what you just said. Like, choose one. They, they treaded too much on both sides. All right. Before we get to the end, let's take a quick break. All right. So we're back. Final night. Katie sits up in bed, Undertaker style. Then pulls, the sheets get pulled off of Mike, Mika. Katie got them bangs out she does have some tickle bitties some bodacious bazongas with all due respect (laughs) (laughs) the tank top look is just a a fucking phenomenal look I agree the the tank top Mm. Mm -mm -mm. anyway she's looking great for a demon you know what this is even less believable. Like the more you think about found footage, there'd just be way more 
deviant. Like, like, you, know, you know what I mean? Just like ass, well, ass titties, just shitting, farting all the time on camera, like when people aren't around. You know? you know what's funny though too and this is what always this is what I love about the found footage stuff is I feel like every time you watch a found footage movie not every time but every few found footage movies you watch there will be one that like tries to incorporate one of our complaints into their movie you know what I mean and it doesn't last but it'll be like three scenes of like some guy farting on camera. And you'll be like, oh, okay, I see what they're doing here. You know what I mean? Like, I, I get it. Like, that's why that's why this genre doesn't work, right? Because it's not it's not realistic without it. But if you put it in, you're like, why am I watching this guy? Motherfucker <laughs> 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 farting. Yeah, no, it's it's an odd thing, and you just know that they're doing it because they're like, that's the reality is if guys farted on camera. You're like, okay, like. Come on, stop it. Stop it. Yeah, dude, imagine the fucking audio of them sleeping, just farting. Oh, just farting and snoring. <laughs> do you ever use, do you, have you ever use like sleep cycle or a sleep app to like monitor your No, I, 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 dude, I honestly fucking refuse because it, I'd be like, uh, it's a bit mortified. It's nuts. <laughs> it's horrifying. It is horrifying. I've been using it recently. Woo. Not nothing humbles you quicker. Than no, the audio of you I don't, goes. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> it goes audio of you snoring. iTunes podcast reviews, and then I don't even know what's below that. Those those are the two circles of hell for me. Oh, you put you put that at number two. I I what did you say? I podcast reviews. Yeah, I don't know why I just stuttered so much, dude. That's like negative a billion for me. See me? I know. Humble me. I know. I, I, well, I guess they don't humble me. I guess that's true. Check the, new, show, don't check up. the, don't check the new one, brother. I was going to ask you about it, but I didn't <laughs> want to ask you about it on the show. What? Just give me the highlights. Cause I don't want to read it. Uh, I'll do it after. I'll do it after. Give me the, okay. Are we doing Patreon after or no? I'll do Patreon. Uh, anywho, uh, Mika is, uh, what am I saying? Oh. Oh, yeah. Katie, Katie's, Katie's up. She's just standing over Mika for like two hours. And we know that because of the timestamp. Before she leaves the room, she goes downstairs. Mika's woken up screaming downstairs, just uncontrollable screaming. He runs down there. We hear screaming, then some thuds, and then just silence. We then hear the demon footsteps that we've heard the whole movie. And in the last seconds, Mika's body is thrown across the room into the camera suddenly. She's coming out of nowhere. Katie, covered in blood, is standing there. She then gets on all fours and smells him. And then crawls up to the camera and screams like a demon. And that's the end of that. And then it says, that is the end of that. Mika's body was discovered on October 11th. Katie's whereabouts remain unknown. And there are no credits after that. That is one ending. The original ending. Katie returns to the bedroom alone, covered in blood and holding a large kitchen knife. She sits on the floor against the bed and rocks back and forth. 
The next day, Katie's friend Amber leaves a concerned message at 2 p.m., visits the house at 9 p.m. How, how would they have, like, filmed this? Anyway, discovers Mika's body downstairs and runs away in panic. 30 minutes later, two policemen enter the house and reach the bed. Who's filming all this? Enter the house and reach the bedroom where they find... Probably why it's scrap. <laughs> find... Showed it to somebody and they're like, that... What the fuck work. is happening? The guy's dead. <laughs> the cameraman's dead. They find the possessed Katie with the knife. Seeing them... Katie suddenly returns to her normal state and asks about Mika. After the attic door slams by itself, one of the officers panics and shoots and kills her. (laughs) The camera fades to black as the police officers continue searching the house for the source of the sound. An epilogue text appears dedicating the film to the memory of Mika and Katie. There's elements of that I like. There's elements of that I like. Okay. There's elements of that. But it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Who the fuck is filming all this, but. The new alternate ending. So this is when DreamWorks comes in, Universal comes in, and they're like, hey, let's shoot another ending. And by the way, so many- Does DreamWorks make rated R movies? So I don't know. Uh, But DreamWorks, I don't think, ended up doing this. And it's it ended up being Universal. But DreamWorks was in talks with this. Hey, hey, they did Norbit. But it's for PG-13. Never mind. That is a risque movie. Brian Wilson's favorite movie of all time, Beach Boy Legend. That's a fact. After killing Mika off screen, this is the new alternate ending. And by the way, when they were like screening this at different colleges and stuff, they just kept mixing up the endings. They kept like changing them. That's a fucking nightmare. Yeah. How do you try telling your friend about it? And they'd be like, that's not what I saw. (laughs) Yeah. After killing Mika off screen, Katie comes back upstairs alone, like in the original ending. She closes and locks the bedroom door, approaches the camera, and promptly slits her own throat before collapsing dead. The scene then fades to black. Hmm. Yeah. Not great. Very over the top. Here's the thing you could have done. You could have just left it at that insane sound of Mika going downstairs. Because you know damn well he's fucking dead. And then at the end, then hit the fucking title thing. Mika's body was found three days later and no one's fucking seen Katie. Just skip that weird crawling thing. Right. Agreed. But whatever. Listen, we're not in Holly weird. We don't make these fucking decisions for anybody. That's paranormal activity. You're still yeah. down on it? Not a fan? Mm, no. I'll give it, I'll be generous. I'll give it, I'll give it. Nah, I'll give it two stars. So generous. That's solid. That's, that's, that's a, that's a solid. That's solid. I like, I, sometimes I hate rating movies because like, I, I give it. Two stars. I'll give it two stars for personal enjoyment. I'll give it two and a two and a half stars for execution, but like three stars for ambition. I like, yeah. like the first of their kind. Yeah. You know, no, it, it it is a hard thing to navigate. And it's also hard because it's like it's a found footage movie. 
you could rank it just in the found footage movies and it'd be pretty up there. It'd be, it'd be higher than most, you know, Yeah. on the found footage rubric. Although would it, I don't know. I got to get that rubric made. Rubric. Who thought of that fucking word? Yeah. What a stupid name. Fucking idiotic name. <laughs> Next week we got spookies. This movie has been so fucking We're doing spookies requested. next week? Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. This movie has been that- so fucking requested by every one of our listeners. And so that is an exciting thing. Limited theatrical release. It was on USA Network like constantly. Has a box office of... oh my god is that true oh my god (laughs) so tune into spookies next week no spookies is beloved no that's gonna be fucking fun have you seen it uh no i don't think so okay although i might watch it and then be like oh i know exactly what this is but yeah because you just said usa is on up all night yes yeah so spookies next week. We got the Stannies this month. We gotta fucking work on that. We gotta figure that out. I gotta spend some time doing that. We got a book Paul. Yes. I, I thought you were saying there's a book. Never mind. Yes, we got the book Paul. We have to book him. You know, he's just like you know, he's around. You know, makes it so much more difficult. It has he to be. lives down the street from you. <laughs> So and, and he stays up to like three in the morning. So, <laughs> so we got to do that. We'll do that. We got book. Paul will do that. That's it for this episode. I think anything you want to talk about. No rate review, subscribe on iTunes and Spotify and make us feel good about ourselves. When we get these negative things. Yeah. Joe's going to tell me about, uh, cause I didn't want to read it. And we got the t-shirt pre-order, IHateHorror.com. You can find the link there. It says like Brimley Drop, or you could go to IHateHorror.com slash pre-order. Head on over to Patreon.com. By the way, if you're a Patreon member, you get 10% off your order. So go Patreon.com slash IHateHorror. Join Patreon today. And we're going to have a fun live show this month. So tune in for that. Joe's got his new Patreon show that he's doing that you'll get to see that. So it's definitely worth it. And that's it. That is it. So thank you all so much. Thanks to Joe. And for Joe, this is Sean. Stay weird. Thank you. Adios.